all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Presented by Motilal Oswal Financial Services. Good morning. You're listening to the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint with me, Alex Matthew. Today is the 27th of June. Millions of Messi fans across the world heaved a sigh of relief last night. Argentina just about managed to beat Nigeria 2-1 to book a place in the last 16 of the World Cup. Marcos Rojo scored the clincher in the 86th minute. Talk about leaving it to the last minute. Anyway, let's move to the big story of the day. Life Insurance Corporation of India may acquire a substantial stake in IDBI Bank by infusing fresh capital but will not be permitted any management control Two officials aware of the matter told Bloomberg Quint on the condition of anonymity. The RBI released its financial stability report yesterday and one key takeaway from the document is that frauds across the Indian banking system are rising and public sector banks are the most vulnerable. Data released in the report shows that the amount involved in frauds rose to more than 30,000 crore rupees in 2017-18 and public sector banks accounted for nearly 85% of this. Meanwhile, in the same report, the RBI projected that the gross non-performing asset ratio or bad loan ratio of scheduled commercial banks could rise to 12.2% by March 2019 from 11.6% in March 2018. So the bad loan story isn't over and not by a long shot. In the mergers and acquisitions space, Indusind Bank has said that it is acquiring the brokerage business of infrastructure lender ILNFS for an undisclosed sum. In other news, the Tata Sons board has expressed its support for R. Venkataramanan, the nominee director at AirAsia India, who is under the CBI scanner for allegedly trying to manipulate government policies. The central government has decided to discontinue overtime allowance given to its employees except operational staff, according to an order issued by the personnel ministry. The order didn't come out of the blue though, it was recommended in the 7th Pay Commission. And here's good news for salaried employees who've been contributing to the Employees Provident Fund. The EPFO has decided to give its members an option to withdraw 75% of their funds after one month of unemployment. Further, members would also have the option to withdraw the remaining 25% of their funds and go for final settlement of the account after completion of two months of unemployment under the new provision in the Employee Provident Fund Scheme of 1952. That provides a sense of security. In international news, a divided U.S. Supreme Court upheld President Donald Trump's travel ban, rejecting contentions that he targeted Muslims and giving him a legal and political victory on a controversy that helped define his presidency. More on that in a Bloomberg story on the website. President Donald Trump on Tuesday signaled that he may take a less confrontational path toward curbing Chinese investments in sensitive American technologies, potentially relying on a US committee that scrutinizes foreign acquisitions for national security risks. Meanwhile, Canada is preparing new measures to prevent a potential flood of steel imports from global producers seeking to avoid US tariffs. In international markets, U.S. stocks ended higher with the Dow rising about one-tenth of a percent and the S&P 500 and Nasdaq climbing 0.2 and 0.4% respectively. Asian shares have begun the session mixed with the Nikkei in Japan declining and the Kospi and the Australian benchmark rising in early trade. It's now over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Darshan, how's it looking? Good morning Alex, good morning everyone. The SCX Nifty is currently indicating a negative outlook. But lots of stocks to watch out for. 
Fortis reported its fourth quarter number along with the investigation report. The revenues were down 3%, EBITDA down 11% and reported a loss of 932 crores. This was due to an exceptional loss of 833 crores that was related to write-off of goodwill and write-off of intercorporate deposits and advances. The investigation report shows systematic lapses on the ICD grants. The other number that will be important today will be Manpasan Beverages which have also delayed the numbers. So today Manpasan Beverages will report the fourth quarter numbers. Infosys Arm will be providing banking solutions to Sandanter in the UK. Voltas has clarified that it is not aware of any media report on Tata Sun selling stake. And Majesco's US Arm insurance platform goes live for the American Capital Assurance Corporation. In terms of bulk deals, Dhando India Zero Fee Fund they bought in 2.05 lakh shares or 0.7% stake in care ratings. Shalbi, Bajaj, FinServe and Sriram City Union Finance will be meeting a lot of funds and investors today. In terms of insider trades, the promoters of Everready Industries bought in the company while the promoters of Persistent Systems sold in the company. It's the second day of Verrock Engineering IPO. The issue was subscribed 0.3 times on day one. Gen Irrigation is the new stock in the FNO ban. And in terms of brokerages, IIFL has upgraded AU Small Finance to an ad from a sell and maintained the target price at 710. They have upgraded to factor in capital infusion and the earnings upgrade, while Ventura has initiated buy on sale with a target price of 119. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloombergquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan, and thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.